don't we all stand? Let's gather around this front and start this service off with prayer tonight. We're so thankful for all of God's blessings, allowing us another opportunity to be in His house, to worship, to praise, and to glorify His wonderful name. Why don't we just start out tonight by praising Him and worshiping Him together. God, we love You. We thank You, Savior, for Your goodness. We thank You, Lord, for Your mercy. We thank You, God, for another opportunity that You've given us to come together to worship, to praise, to lift up, to magnify, to glorify Your great name. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are powerful, O God. Hallelujah. 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 How great is Thy name, Jesus. How great is Thy name, Jesus. How great is Thy name, Jesus. Oh, I love You, Lord. I praise You, Savior. I worship You, God. I magnify You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Isn't God good all the time? Hallelujah. 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 We want to pray for Olivia Childers, Paul Swain, and all, excuse me, all that are sick and not able to be here because we know a miracle working God. Hallelujah. And He's working. He is working. So as we pray, let's touch God and invite Him into our service. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, God, for this opportunity Worship to be in your house. Call on your name. Hallelujah. 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 God, every need and every petition. God, you more than able. God, you more than able. You may be seated if you like, and while the brothers bring the offering pans, Brother Charles, come get ready to sing if you would. And there's going to be a baby shower for Ray and Malala, Mallory Martinez in the gym Tuesday, January the 12th at 6.30. So don't forget the baby shower if you would. Let's have church. Glory.
Glory, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's worship him, Brother Charles sing. Sing, Brother Charles. Bless his Bless his
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The choir would come at this time. Come on. Glory.
give the Lord praise right now. Let's give the Lord praise right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. As we look back over the past few months, there's a lot of things that we can take and say, well, we lost this and we lost that. We didn't hold on to this and we didn't keep that. We don't have this any longer and we don't have that. But I want to know tonight, as they sing this song, I want them to sing this song again. And I, li- I like that it says, you know, I've lost, some, I've lost some friends. I've lost some loved ones that went on to receive their w- reward. I've lost some people that I thought was true that wasn't true. I've lost a lot of things, but there's one thing that I always held on to. Amen. That was my praise. I wonder tonight if the church, if we as a church, when we look back at the things that you might have lost, that you don't have today, that you had a few days ago, do you still have your praise tonight? Can you still lift your hands and glorify and magnify God and worship Him? Is God still good to you? Is God still faithful to you? Has God always been there for you? Amen. I want you to sing this as your testimony tonight. Hallelujah.
good friends along life's way. The loved ones departed in heaven this day, but thank God I didn't lose everything. I lost faith in people who said they cared, but in the time of my crisis, they were never there. But in my disappointment, in my season of pain, one thing never wavered, one thing never changed. I never lost my hope. I never lost my joy. I never lost my faith. But most of
Hallelujah. If you're on your way tonight and you're glad about it, why don't you give the Lord some praise in the house tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. I'm on my way to heaven and I'm glad about it. Amen. I'm a satisfied customer in Jesus Christ. If you're a satisfied customer in Jesus, why don't you give Him some praise and glory for all of His goodness. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, He's better than that. Come on, He's greater than that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can return to your seats. Just remain standing tonight. Good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord. Lord bless you for coming out to the house of God tonight. I know it's nasty on the outside, but thank God that it's good on the inside. Amen. Amen. I want to remind you of the announcements I I had something written down wrong this morning. Brother Godair will be here the 7th, not the 2nd, but the 7th. And so remember that. We're having a singing with the Atkins, uh, the 27th. That's on a Wednesday night. Remember that. They'll be serving tonight after church. As soon as we get through here, we'll go to the gym. So make your way over there as quickly as possible. And I uh, want everybody to go over there and have a great time of food and fellowship, and uh, so that's tonight immediately following service. Also, there is um, some commitment slips that are on the welcoming desk for missions for this year and uh, for building fund this year, so if you want to pick up one of them, fill that out, put it in the offering plate as soon as possible. And I uh, want to thank everyone for giving this past year and what you've been able to give to missions and what, uh, with your giving, what this church has been able to supply uh, the needs in a very difficult time, difficult year for missionaries. And so do that. And um, remember, if you are interested in teaching or helping, uh, we took a lot of teachers that were working over with the children in the uh, gym, so if you're interested in helping with that, see Sister Tiffany after service, get your name on the list and uh, help And um, over in the gym. If you're a Sunday school teacher and you're not teaching, put your name on the list where you can help on the days that you're not teaching, so remember that, and we're going to have a great time in the Lord. I, I do feel... Something tonight I want to share with you, and I try not to be too long. If my glasses don't quit fogging up, I'm not even going to be able to read it. But some people wear these things for looks. I hate these devils. They just help me to be able to see a little better. But um, Second Timothy chapter number 3, we want to pray for Brother Paul tonight, he's not doing well. Also, um, I have a cousin that's very sick tonight with the COVID, and it is Brother Blakely's brother uh, there in Guy, Arkansas. 
and uh, having difficulty breathing. And so let's pray that the Lord would touch him, work a miracle in his body. I did get uh, news from Brother uh, Trey Gore that Sister McMullen is doing better. So we do. Uh, we are so thankful for that. Also, Brother Weeks passed away, and his funeral will be at Brother McMullen's church Tuesday at 11. Tuesday at 11, so remember that. And uh, that's Elder Brother Weeks, Brother Ben Weeks' dad. And uh, so remember that, be in prayer for that family. Ask the Lord to touch them and help them and strengthen them. Second Timothy chapter number 3, verse number 1. says, This know also. That in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, Fierce, despisers of those that are good. Despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power Thereof, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God for His help today. God, we're depending on You, our faith, our confidence, our trust, our hope. Our help is in You, God, and we know that. I pray, Lord, that You would anoint me to say the words that You would have me to say. God, in this short little bit of time that You have given me, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that You would open our minds, our hearts, and our spirits, Lord, to hear and understand what You would say to the church today, that we would draw closer to You, that we would be what You would have us to be. And everybody said, in the name of Jesus... Let's clap our hands. Let's give the Lord praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. All of you that are praying for snow, pray on. Let's get it. And uh, man, wouldn't that be nice to go outside or wake up in the middle of the night and snow everywhere for about, about four or five hours? That'd be really nice. We were out in junction and man it started snowing it was so beautiful and uh, it was so unusual and so strange the deer didn't know what was going on they were fun to watch during a snowstorm but I, I was I was thinking course events uh, dictate a lot of our thought process and uh, I was talking uh, to my brother a little earlier, and he said he was preaching this morning, and uh, 
He was thinking about all those sitting on the first couple of benches there. He said, they're not concerned about too much of anything. They don't care who's in the White House. They don't care who's in the Senate, probably not even sure what the Senate, the Congress is, and really don't care. There's only a couple of things they've got on their mind. They're looking for a girlfriend or a boyfriend and something to eat. Other than that, the world's in pretty good shape. But all of us that, that stay in tune and, and, uh, I can remember and, and, uh, somebody said it at the table today, said, I wonder what they thought 50 years ago, if they thought they were living in the end time 50 years ago. The answer to that is absolutely yes. What about the time of, of, uh, the, uh, Civil War? Yes, they thought they were living in the end time. Because, you see, when the end time really started, what is in the second chapter of the book of Acts? When the Holy Ghost was poured out because the Bible prophesied in the Old Testament that in the last days. And so we are living in the last days. We're just a lot closer now than what they were 50 years ago. And we're a lot closer now than what they were 150 years ago. We're a lot closer now than what they were 2,000 years ago. I believe the disciples, the followers of Christ, preached the second coming of the Lord just like He was coming back any day, any day, any time. But as we see the day approaching, the Bible does not tell us when that day will be. But it does give us great indications of things to look for that point to the coming of the Lord. We all know without a shadow of a doubt that He is coming back. We all believe that today. He is coming back for a church. He is coming back for His bride. That is without spot and without wrinkle. We look in... In uh, Matthew chapter 24, I believe it is, the disciples asked Jesus, said, When shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming? And so Jesus began to describe a lot of things to his disciples that were going to be happening and taking place in the last days. I believe it was somewhere... Uh, 71, 75 A.D. that they took over Jerusalem and, and burned it and all of the things that happened and all of the things that was taking place. They were looking for the coming of the Lord. And now today, in 2021, isn't that strange? That we are living in the year of 2021. I can remember in 1988, there was 88 reasons why the Lord is coming back in 88. There has been many a day that people has put on the calendar and said, that's the day that the Lord is coming back. No man knoweth the day nor the hour, but we do have 
great indication. And this is what the Apostle Paul was instructing Timothy. He said, you need to know this also, that in the last day, perilous times shall come. It's going to happen. It must happen. It will happen. For men will be lovers of their own selves. Boy, we are living in that day where people think more of themselves and more highly of themselves than they ought to. Lovers of their own selves. They will be covetous. They will be boasters. They will be proud. They will be blasphemers. They will be disobedient to parents. They will be unthankful and unholy. Have you ever seen a day? How, how many school teachers we have here today? Have you ever seen a day that children were more disobedient, unruly than they are today? They were telling us today that on the way home, taking children home from church, that they had a brawl on the on one of the vans. That's just about every Sunday. It's just a little worse some Sundays than the other Sundays. Because that's the day and the hour that we live in. When you are fed junk all day long, from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, it produces this kind of atmosphere and this kind of activity in life. They are unthankful. Everybody <clears throat> seems to think that somebody owes me something. The government owes me. The government was never meant to take care of us. We're supposed to take care of ourselves. But, but they say they, they owe me something. They've, they've got to give me something. Don't sit around and wait on somebody to give you something. Go out and make something yourself. Like one guy, wouldn't, I wouldn't advise this, but he said, if things don't start picking up, I'm going to start picking up things. <laughs> Just make sure you're not picking up somebody else's things. But have a mind to go out and possess and to take control and do it yourself. But we are living in an age where they are unthankful and unholy. We are living in a time where they are without natural affections. The Apostle Paul seen this coming. It was even prevalent in their day, but not near such as it is today. That they don't have natural affections. They are, they can't tell the truth. They can't tell the truth. Have you ever been around somebody that just couldn't tell the truth if they're standing on a stack of Bibles? can't tell the truth. They are truth breakers. They're false accusers. They are despisers of those that are good. They are calling evil good. And they call good evil. They say that we are crazy for trying to live a separate and a godly life and holy unto the Lord. They say that we are the evil ones. And those that are drunkards, those that are druggies, those who are living their lives of sin, they say that's the way to live. That's what they teach your children in school. That's what they teach them, especially in higher education and higher learning, that 
that the way of life that they have been raised is wrong and this is a new way of life. You need to, you need to do this. You need to be open. I want to tell you, if you're open to everything, you're going to get deceived by all kinds of things. There's some things you need to be closed-minded to. Amen. Amen. They are despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasure. How much, how much, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't want to give out your income today, but is there any teacher in here that's making anywhere around 30 million a year? Nobody in here? I was supposed to say somebody's not paying the tent, that's for sure. But you know, there are lovers of pleasure. It's nothing to pay a, pay a ball player $30 million a year. It's nothing, even, even in our school district, to spend a million and a half or so, or that's when they built it, I think, but I think they've spent more than that on a football field. I believe it was Katy Independent School District spent 70 something million dollars on a football stadium. That's a school district. That's your tax dollars at work. It's supposed to be educating children, but we have become lovers of pleasure more than just the lovers of God. And I'm telling you about the time and the day and the hour that we're living in. And I, I'm going slow and y'all worry when I'm going slow because I go a long time, but I'm not going to go a long time. I feel Mexican cornbread calling me right now. Lovers of pleasure, when they put these up as gods, political gurus, movie stars, hundreds of millions of dollars. They was telling me yesterday some of the kids were over in Houston and they seen some uh, some people get out of a car and they was in a Rolls Royce which was probably um, over five hundred thousand dollars. They got out and they had gold chains and gold necklaces and gold belts and gold shoes and everything else. And the bodyguards got out and they were guarding them and protecting them. And you know how they made their money? By entertaining you in one way or the other. I was, the, the kids were in the mall one day over in Houston and, and, uh, who, who was it that Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, everybody was screaming, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg. And they was running through the mall. There's Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg. And they was running through the mall to see someone that probably, probably more than likely does not have over a high school education, but a multimillionaire. He's a hero. He's a, he's their, their star. He's, he's someone that they want to see. Because their lovers of pleasure entertain me. This is, see, this is the same thing that was going on in, in the time of Rome. They were building stadiums, coliseums. You look, look at the, the stadium. One of the, one of the wonders of the world was the, the Astrodome. 
Go by the Astrodome now and look at it sitting next to Reliance Stadium. It looks like a little old hut out there by itself. That thing dwarfs it. Dwarfs it in size and how much it costs. And then you go to Dallas and what is it? $1.2 billion for a stadium that was built where people could get in there and throw a football from one end to the other and run back and forth and people pack it out and scream and holler and, and tear their clothes off and throw things and act like wild maniacs because they are lovers of pleasure. And then they want to complain about a church building. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. All of these things that we are seeing. And so, the third chapter of the second book of Timothy, the Apostle Paul is is instructing this young minister. He says, now, these are the things that will happen. Everybody say, will happen. So what do we do in the meantime? We didn't choose to be born. We don't choose to die. We don't choose what decade we live in. We don't choose when we exit. But God put us here for a purpose, for a reason. And God's got a plan to help us be well equipped in this last day. In the falling away and all of these things happening and all of these things taking place and and people, as a song said, we had some that left us, some walked away, some went on to receive their reward, some did this, some did that. Amen. But in this time, what do we do? I want to tell you, the Word of God does not leave us hopeless or helpless without direction. But if you read the Word of God long enough, amen, and consistent enough, you'll find the strength enough to make it no matter what you go through in life. Because there is no situation in life that has caught God unprepared. But the Bible said with every temptation that comes to man, God already has a way of escape for each and every one of us. And so the Apostle Paul is starting out this chapter and it sounds very depressing. It sounds very low. And I've got some of you look like you're dragging your lip in the sand since I've started. Amen. But he does not leave us that way. He said they're going to be deceiving, evil man, seducers, shall wax worse and worse. I want to tell you today, I would like to be able to say it's going to get better. But it's not going to get better, folks. The Bible said that seducers and evil men are going to wax worse and worse. Amen. But this is what he told Timothy. He said, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and have been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus.
Amen. So what the Apostle Paul is telling us, Amen, when you don't know where to turn or where to go to or what to hold on to or what to say, this is what you do. Just continue in the things that you know is right. I'm going to keep going to church. I'm going to keep worshiping God. I'm going to stay faithful to God. I'm going to stay committed to God. I'm going to hold on to the hand of God. Amen. Amen. Continue in the things which thou hast learned. Don't forget what I've told you in the past. Yes, I told you that the, that evil day is coming. I told you that men is going to wax worse and worse. But with this, God is going to make a way and God is going to provide a way. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 21, it says, prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Amen. Just hold fast to that which is good. Don't believe every wind of doctrine that comes down the pike. Amen. But you've got to take the Word of God and what you have been taught and prove that which is good. And when you find that that is good, you just hold on to it. This is what I'm basing my salvation on. This is what I'm basing my future on. Is the promises in the Word of God. Give God praise today. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse number 6. It says, But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Oh, we have a hope if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Amen. You've got to hold on to your confidence. You've got to hold on to your hope. And you've got to keep on rejoicing. Don't let the devil steal your praise. Don't let the devil steal your hope. Don't let the devil steal your faith. Don't let the devil steal your confidence. Amen. But I am resting sure my faith is steady. My confidence is in the Lord. And I'm holding on, and I'm continuing in the things which I have learned from a young child that God is faithful. Hallelujah. 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 God is faithful. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 14. The Bible says in verse number 14 of chapter 4, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Let us hold fast our profession. 
Let me tell you, young people, that when you go to school or when you go to college or when you start that job, no matter what they say, no matter what they tell you, no matter how they try to indoctrinate you, amen, you hold fast a profession of your faith that you have made before God, that hero is for the Lord. Our God is one Lord. Amen. And thou shalt call His name Jesus. And you are to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost you've got to hold on to it don't let any man don't let any woman don't let any teacher don't let any friend don't let any acquaintance take it away from you but hold fast to that profession it's going to get more difficult in the evil day it's going to be, it's going to get more difficult as the Lord tarries. Amen. And there might be a time where we will not be able to gather together like this in an open public place and worship God. Amen. Like we want to. But that, that's the time. And right now is no better time to grasp hold of this. Don't be deceived by what the world is trying to convince you of. Amen. Don't be deceived by what they're trying to tell you. It is not right when it contradicts this Word of God. Hold on to the Bible. Live your life by the Bible. Guide your life by the Bible. Trust in the Word of God. Stay free from sin and away from the world. Don't defile yourself with the things of this world. Amen. Amen. But hold on to God. Hold on to the things that you have been taught. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 23, it said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. Let us hold fast the profession. And I am closing with this today. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Listen to me, saint of God. This is no time to waver in your relationship with God. This is no time to get laxed or relaxed or just say it doesn't matter anymore in your relationship with God. This is no time to stop praying, to stop fasting, and stop being faithful to your God. This is no time to say, well... You know, it really doesn't matter. I want to tell you it matters more today than it did yesterday. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Hear me, elderly saints of God. What a shame it would be that you have lived your entire life 
with your dedication and your consecration to God. And here's some short time before you leave this world that you lose your faith and your confidence in God. I don't care how old you are. You're not too old to be in the house of God, worshiping God. Amen. And praising God and magnifying God and glorifying God. I don't care what family members say, and I understand, I understand some of the elderly and some of them I have talked to, and I have instructed them on what to do. Amen. And I understand for a season, staying out for a season and a period of time. Amen. But don't listen to family members that says, oh, the church is the most dangerous place to go. Don't go there. Amen. You can't lose your faith this close to the end, saint of God, oh, faithful Saint of God, don't give up now. Hold on. Hold on to the things that you preach, the things that you've lived, the things that you've loved, the things that you've held dear to. Don't quit now. Amen. Hold on to our faith. Hold on to our prayer life. I want to encourage this church this year that we would pray more than we've ever prayed before. Amen. There ought to be cars in this parking lot every hour of the day. Somebody here praying and seeking the face of God. Amen. Men, get up before you go to work. Get up 15 minutes early and stop by the church on your way to work. Amen. We need to draw closer to God than we've ever drawn close to Him before. Amen. We need a greater relationship with God. We are living in the last days. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Amen. We've got to stay on the firm foundation. We've got to hold fast to those things that are true and those things that have been tested and those things that have been tried. Continue, Timothy, in the things which thou hast learned. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep Keep the faith. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't waver. Don't waver. Young men, hear me. Don't waver. Young ladies, you hear me. Don't waver. Young married couples, you hear me. Don't waver. Don't let down your guard. Don't stagger. Don't don't wonder. Amen. Don't play around with the devil. Don't play around with the devil's games. Don't get involved in the devil's activities. Let me tell you, middle age, hear me today. You can't let your guard down at your age. Amen. You can't waver in this walk with God. We're living in a deceiving and deception time. Amen. Where deception is prevalent and real on every corner. How do we stay true? Amen. We go back to the things which we have always known and always believed that God is faithful. Amen. Amen. And I look at this Scripture in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 23. And it says all of this, hold fast the profession of your faith without wavering. For He is faithful that promised. That lets me know when we are living in perilous times, 
When we are living in times where men will be lovers of their own selves. When men will be boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. They'll be unthankful without natural affection. They'll be false accusers. They'll be despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded. They'll be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. They'll have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. What lets me know that when we are living in this time, and this is my message, I said all of that to say this, for He is faithful that promised us. That when we are living in this time, He is faithful that promised us. God is so faithful, if He has to rain manna from heaven, To feed His people. He's just that faithful. If they close down the mall and you can't go buy a new pair of shoes, lady, God is faithful enough to help those shoes to never wear out. Can I get a witness from the men in the house? God is faithful. God is faithful. As we get closer to the end, you'll understand how faithful God really is. I've said this before and I'll say it again. They say, well, why don't we see all of these miracles and all of these signs and all of these wonders? We do see miracles. We just overlook them. We're bad about overlooking miracles. We're bad about making excuses for miracles. It's just like how we reason things away. Last weekend in our tragedy in the middle of the night, everybody in here, including myself, says Tammy just got a concussion and got knocked out. Wouldn't we all agree with that? That's probably what we all agree with. What if she was dead and God raised her to life? See what we do we 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 rationalize things and we we reason things away. But the more we have to depend on God, the more God's gonna work for us. I believe that God will not forsake us. God will not forsake us. God will not forsake us. I'm just going to keep walking, seeking and asking and walking in the old paths. Which is the good way. Which is the good way. Is there any young people that's going to say, I'm going to walk therein? Is there anybody that's going to say, yeah, that's where I'm going to walk in the old path? Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. In the end time, I believe there's people going to be getting the Holy Ghost. I believe there's going to be people being baptized in the name of Jesus. That's just, that's just the way God works. 
That's just the way God works. That's just the way God works. That's just the way God works. I'm just going to stay faithful to God. I'm going to stay committed to God. I'm going to stay in love with God. I'm just going to stay in the church. I said, I'm going to stay in the church. Amen. Right now I'm going to the gym. Lord bless you. Remember church Wednesday night. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.